are listening to the Photobomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Photobomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me, as always, is Gary Hughes. Hello there. And uh, also in the studio today is uh, Derek Mateo, Gary's assistant. Yes, my hey, Padawan. How's it going? Yeah. Hey, how's everyone going? Is that a lightsaber noise? Yeah, that was that was an attempt at a light <laughs> lightsaber noise. Hey, poor attempt. I have an interesting story. All right. So there's a lens rental place that we use. It's in Orlando. They rent all over the country, right? Okay. They're called the Lens Pal. And so a friend of mine works there. Hi, uh, Jessica. And recently they got robbed. Like dun, somebody dun, dun. broke into where their office is and stole sixty thousand dollars worth of photographic wow. equipment. Wow. Like that's messed up and this affects us because we rent from them occasionally a lot of people i know rent from them occasionally i definitely do um so the story has a happy ending they got the guy apparently it got, the guy wasn't even a photographer or like a known thief it was like a revenge robbery because he uh, was the guy the was, lens rental place had robbed something from them it was a personal somebody who knew the owner personally or something just and him. just wanted to get at him so he just broke in and stole 60 000. for those of you who are um Customers of the LensPal, they are back up and running. They have everything in stock, not to worry. But seriously, how screwed up is that? Yeah. Like, that's, that's a jacked up thing to do, although it makes sense. So I want to get to this point. My point is this is why I don't have a sign on my business. Because you don't want people to know there's expensive photography equipment inside? Exactly. Think about every photographer you know right. who's had a retail studio, who's been in business for a decent number of years, every single one has been robbed at least once. Really? Yeah. I don't know that. Kevin Newsom, robbed twice, I think. Rob Mormon. Rob Mormon, robbed. Robbed. Richard Sturdivant, friend of ours in Texas, robbed twice, like within the same month. You know? Wow. If you put the word photography on your building, it basically is a sign that says... Come get some free stuff because I'm a small business and there's nobody watching it. And there's expensive equipment inside. Expensive equipment inside. Nobody robs the framing store. Nobody, yeah, exactly. Like the stationery store. They're just going to go in and steal 500 notebooks. Nobody's going to do that. Wow. Yeah. But that's, I mean, the idea of having a paying for a retail space and then not having a sign on your building i mean that's that's crazy right well i don't i have i just don't have the word photography ah right so uh, now somebody who's listening is just gonna gary, drive over that, and kick my door in. gary hughes genius <laughs> <laughs> like wiley coyote <laughs> no that but um occasionally we do have some people who have a hard time finding our space right. we give them very specific directions as to where we are more like one in ten people go oh there wasn't a sign and um so um they had a hard time like driving up and finding the place right and so i will take that over some random just hood rat smashing my window and taking all my stuff what i want to do is have a studio where i got a guy who stands out front with a sign doing a little dancing thing and the twirling you know <laughs> yeah the guy who's standing with the sign do not give gary any ideas for me to do that's yeah. what, here's what, bobby mentioned this the other Derek. day Tomorrow. Bobby mentioned this the other day. We were driving on the road, and there's a guy out there with a sign, you know, doing this little thing. And Bobby said, uh, what do you think the uh, half-life is on that job? I mean, the, the average guy who gets the job standing on the corner in Florida. In July, yeah, with, August. You know, how long does that guy last before you have to replace him? It just depends on how susceptible to sun cancer he is. I'm just saying. <laughs> sun cancer? I'm just saying sun cancer. Skin cancer. <laughs> Stop with the medical talk. <laughs> You're confusing Stop us. With the sun cancer. I'm just a simple caveman. Yeah, that's right. I don't understand your... <laughs> 
<laughs> this is my life. So on my, but my point is, I don't think I've ever seen the same guy twice twirling the sign for supercuts. Aha, I have. Now, I drive, the way I go from my house to work, my studio is about three miles. Right. And I drive the same way every day. And on the one corner, there's always someone twirling a sign for Metro PCS. Okay. And that's like a... Yeah, Metro a, PCS is always... They have those guys. They're yeah. like a, self, a cheap yeah. cell phone carrier. And Liberty Tax. Liberty Liber- Tax always has or them. Or Cash for Gold or whoever the yeah. heck it is. But they're out there every morning when I'm driving to the studio, and it's the same lady. And I got to tell you, she really doesn't look like she likes the job. No, no they it's never look like, like they like the job. It's not like she gets dressed up for work. It looks like... Because it's on the corner of a, a liquor store, a really shady liquor store, right. in a really kind of shady area of town that I'm driving through to get to work. And like, this is a liquor store to where my wife went in there because it's the only liquor store in Orlando that's open till 2 a.m. Everywhere else closes at like 11. <laughs> so if it's like you're trying to keep the I don't party. Think you have to say it's shady. <laughs> All you have to say is it's the one that's open till well, 2 a.m. To keep the party going, you right. know, sometimes you get home and you go like, oh, well, we right. need to get a six pack or a bottle of wine and it's the only place that's open. And uh, she goes in there to buy just, I think, a bottle of wine or a six pack or something to take back to the house. It was like, 11 o'clock when all the other liquor stores are closed like ABC's closed Total Wine's right. closed and um, the guy behind the counter behind the bulletproof three inch thick bulletproof glass <laughs> yeah was like was like hey uh, you want to buy me a bottle while you're, while you're at it <laughs> like dead serious dead serious like he, and he, she's like haha no thanks he's going he goes are you sure about that we got Hennessy on sale right here and uh, you know like he's basically soliciting my wife to try and get her to buy him a bottle while she's checking out buying the beer that's, that she's bringing that's the That's ridiculous. So that's how shady this place is. But out in front is the same lady, and she looks like that. And this is at like eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning. She looks like she was on her way to the shady liquor store, like sh- full on, like wife beater, like jean shorts and flip flops, <laughs> and just a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. She's in route from the meth den. Like, she's 25, and she looks like she's 60. Right. And she's just on her way, and she just found a sign on the ground. She goes, well, fuck it. Why not? I'll, just, <laughs> I'll pick up the sign. in the sign. Like, you can tell how long they've been on the job by how enthusiastic. Like, if they're out there dancing with that sign, that's like the first 10 yeah. minutes. They just got that job. Exactly. Because within 10 minutes, you're not so happy to be out there anymore. What about Liberty Taxes, where they have to wear the Statue oh, of Liberty Where they outfit? make them dress up like a... St- oh. <laughs> no, have you seen the old guy, the, the, the golden guy on... Um, Colonial. That's a, dude. That guy's a local legend. And in, in Orlando, there's a guy who does a cash for gold, and he paints himself gold and wears a gold tuxedo like with a, a gold top lobby. hat. And like that guy. How much extra can he make to make it worthwhile to do that Apparently job? He's been doing it for years. He can't possibly be yes. getting much money. I don't know. Like probably more than just sleeping under the bridge. He woke up. Well, on. yeah. I but like, I mean, he's painting himself gold. He's got to have a place to paint himself gold. He's got. He I probably mean, is permanently gold now. Yeah, that's true. He probably doesn't have to paint himself <laughs> he's anymore. Actually, just he's got a genetic defect, or he's just gold, and he just walks by the place. He goes, "Hey, you guys hiring?" Yeah. They're he's like, Midas. "You're it. You're the guy we've been looking for. You're the, perfect." He's Midas got the sun cancer. So I was having this intricate conversation with a buddy of mine, totally unrelated, and we're driving through a nice neighborhood, um, and this place is called uh, College Park. I used to live there. It's really nice. It's All this right. really like historic, old time, towny kind of looking place, and um, I was with my buddy Johnny, and he goes. Why is this place called College Park? Like, there's not a college here. And I go, actually, you know, I asked that when I first moved to the area. I don't live there anymore. But I said, um, all the streets are named after Ivy League schools. There's Princeton and Smith and Vassar. And, oh, okay. You know, and, there's all, and Harvard. All the streets are named after. All the cross streets in this one direction are named after Ivy League schools or whatever. And that's why it's called College Park. Or it's, they did that because they called it College Park. I don't know. But that's, the, that's it. There's no college there at all. It's right. on the other side of the city, the, the big university. But... um. What if 
every apartment complex or community or neighborhood had to be named accurately. Okay. Okay, because here's an example. We work for companies where everything's called Island Vistas, and there's no freaking island anywhere near right. it. Or like, or like Mountain Green, and there's no mountains, or Vista View, and all these different things that they're named, and these are beautiful names for these places, but... What if it had to be named so like all, the apartment complex had to be called like Meth Lab Hollow oh and stuff like that. <laughs> Next to the retention pond. <laughs> White trash acres and stuff yeah. like that. Like what if it had right. to be completely accurate? Like you had all these suburban neighborhoods where you're like unhappily married grove. <laughs> <laughs> Place you move when your wife kicks you out. <laughs> arms. <laughs> Divorced guy arms yeah. or something like that. Like Creeper uh, Creeper Manor. Oh. <laughs> Slightly too old to be living in a place like yes, this yes. manor. That'd be great. Creepy old guy at the pool. Ooh, arms. That place. Great. I've stayed at that Drop place. Dropout hills. Dropout hills. That's yeah, a, by the way, that's a sad thing when you're as a guy, when you're getting older and you go to a club or something, and then one day it dawns on you that you're the old guy at the club. Yeah. That I is the feel worst. Like the old, like, old oh, shut up. I no, do. he's older than he looks, actually. Yeah. How old are you, Derek? Let's, let's guess right, right now. Guess right. I'm uh, 26. Close. 28. Yeah, see, oh, yeah, he's much older than he looks, Gary. Well, he doesn't have a goatee well, wait usually. Wait till I have a baby face going on. Okay, I'm just saying, he still he looks like he's in his 20s. He no gets, one is older than they look because they look like one twenty age. movies. Like, yeah. that's how yeah. young he looks. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you look like you're one age in your 20s and you're actually another age in your 20s, that's not you don't look either. older. <laughs> That's not the. Oh, he's older than he looks. He's actually twenty eight. Uh, well, I, I, I still, I still feel my age. Yeah. yeah. Wait till you start getting the letters from AARP every week. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like they're telling you, "Time's coming, boo. Time's coming, Clock's baby. ticking. That's right. I'll be Sign excited. Out. I get to actually you may, save. You may money. be unable to hold a pen by the time the actual <laughs> you're eligible. <laughs> Maybe unable to hold your bladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, yeah. Wait till that happens. Then we'll talk about looking old. Oh, Uh, Oh, one of the things I want to talk about, um, I I wanted to ask you if you've ever done this. Have you ever missed a shot at a wedding and had to restage it? Because I had that happen. I was shooting uh, the other day at a cathedral. You mean like a ceremony, like you missed the rings and then you restaged the rings? I was shooting, and um, there's a balcony at this beautiful cathedral. And so they go down, they get in place. And, you know, it's a Catholic ceremony, so it's going to be like an hour. So they get in place and do do do, and he starts talking, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna run up in the balcony. So I run up in the balcony, you get the wide shot, and suddenly it's and uh, Sister Sarah is gonna do a reading, and she goes up to do the reading, and there's no way I can make it down the balcony into because it's, it's a huge cathedral, and you got your you got your dress shoes on, it's a marble floor, yeah. So so I am so I didn't make it, so I didn't get it. So afterwards, before we did the group shots, I grabbed her and I said, "Do me a favor and walk up on the thing there where you were and pretend that you're talking." And she looked at me like, "What the hell is your problem?" And I was like, "I didn't get a picture." I of just you. like to get people to do weird yeah, things, and I just need you to do that, please. And she went up there and I shot it, and then I, you know, when I did the sort down, I moved it into the correct spot in the timeline, mm-hmm. so that you know it looks like I actually shot her doing it, and I felt a little weird about it. But we actually got an email from a listener who said she once had to stage the entire ceremony. Oh wow! And at the end of the ceremony, she realized she had nothing. <gasps> really? Did she to yeah. Play a card in? I don't. How I don't do remember do what the problem was. But first of all, you should have your camera set up to where you can't shoot without a card. Little yeah. tip for you: there's a setting in your camera so that you can set it so that your card, the shutter, will not work unless there's a card in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So set that. Hello. Uh, but she said, yeah, she had missed the whole ceremony, and it was done. She had to, she had to restage it. 
And she said they were really cool about it. And I thought, whoa, you were lucky. Yeah. Well, you know, if you put it in terms of the album, the ceremony's probably like 10 pictures. Right. It's you know, so it's really not that. I mean, I, and I'm sure they'd rather do it that way than not have it. Sure. It's one of those things where they can be mad, but like, okay, do we want to do this or do you want to just not have the pictures? Right. Which is every photographer makes mistakes. I had a very similar experience myself. Um, I don't always shoot with two camera bodies. But when but I've started doing it more recently. The first time I shot with two camera bodies, I've got one on my spider holster, one slung over my shoulder, and one of those cool little bottom-holding camera straps. And um, I got to the end of the ceremony, and I just, as I was waiting for the next thing to happen, I had a lull, and I uh, just went and I picked up my camera off my spider holster. I started looking through the pictures, and I thought, holy shit, where are all the other pictures that I took? Right, what right. happened to all those pictures? Oh, my God, I missed... And then I was like, oh, yeah, I've got another camera here. <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the pictures are on the other camera. Well, you know what I did? I was shooting setup stuff. Um, I think I, setup, maybe I'd done a little bit of, uh, of getting ready stuff, and I had to change a card. I had to change my backup card. And so I changed the backup card, and then somewhere in there, thinking I was formatting the card I was Ooh. putting into replace, I formatted the main card. I've done that. Ooh. Now, everything I had shot on the main card was on the backup card that was actually full, that I was taking out. So I had the JPEG. So like the first 30 minutes or so, everything was in JPEG. And I was fine. So it was no big deal. But the wave of sphincter tightening panic. <laughs> it's a real butt clencher. Yeah. <laughs> the minute you realize that you just you just formatted a card, oh my God, it was just, <gasps> and then, oh, okay, no, that's fine. It's uh, oh. oh, that brings up an interesting topic that we can talk about today. What is your method for securing your images on site and in your business? Like, because that's a big thing that people worry about because right now there's like, Store it in the cloud or have right. your RAID server and all this stuff. And everybody kind of has a different method of backing up and saving their images to make sure that you don't lose them. So uh, what are you doing to do that? To okay, well, it's stuff? funny because yet another butt-clenching moment that I had recently. I have three hard drives in my computer, and I clone my main drive to one of the other two about once a month. So I have a full clone. So this is better than backing up because if you back up, that's great. But if your if your drive crashes, you then have to reload. If my drive crashes, I just boot to the clone. Okay, that's okay. cool. And then I was having problems with it, and I and I guess I wasn't paying attention. And when I went to clone it recently, instead of cloning my C drive to one of the other two drives, I cloned one of those other two drives to the other drive. Mm. But when I rebooted, it booted to one of those drives, not my normal C drive. And for a moment, I was looking at a computer that was a month old. And I thought I had lost everything Holy from crap. a month. Now, I would not have lost everything because I back everything up onto an external drive. But I would have had to go back in, recall, and repost process everything that I had <sighs> I shot in the last month. Imagine. Yeah, right? So there was that moment. And then when, and, and you should, and it was, and it was like a, a movie. Yeah, like Bobby's in the room. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm speaking out loud now. I'm talking to myself. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, I'm like, oh, no. And then when I discovered, but because of that, I have not cloned since then because I, I scared, it scared me so badly that I'm afraid I'm going to make a mistake and clone over my main drive. There are automated sort of ways to do that. Even that's, I just, it just it scared me. It, the, the the fear was so clinching that I have not cloned since then for, for fear that I could screw it up. Uh, you know, and again, I had all the files. So here's my process. I shoot with a Canon 5D Mark III, so I have uh, two cards in the camera. The big card, was it, what, I always forget what they're called. What are they called? Like, the, what's the big card Compact called? Compact Flash. A CF card, and then the small one is called? SD card. Thank you. See, I can never remember that. Okay, so the big card, that's my raw card. 
I shoot full size raws to yeah. that. Yes. Right, that's my working card. Yes, and then the small card is my backup card, and I shoot like half size JPEGs, yeah. not even full size, big yeah. enough for an album. Right, half size JPEGs. And what that does, they're both thirty two gig cards. So what that does is one wedding is going to take like one big card, maybe half of another one, but I can get four or five weddings. Easily. On on a, the, shooting on, medium JPEGs yeah. on a 32 like gig 10, card? 10,000 pictures. Yeah, right? easy, easy. So I've got three of those, of the little cards. Right. So when it's full, I pull it, I, I stick it in a case, I put a new one in. So I go through three of those before I then erase the backup card. So by the time I erase my backup card, I'm already a couple of months down the road from the wedding. So by then, the wedding has definitely been backed up in other ways. I worked for a photographer that actually kept the CF cards. Actually just archived the whole card. Yep. And would, uh, and he didn't re- reuse that card until he delivered their final album and, pro- and products. Wow. And yeah. so and he put them in a little manila envelope and then would put them in their file in their office. And then, and I could get to that point, like you know, if if I'm if I'm online one day and Amazon's like, oh, see, you know, the album, the mini thirty two gigers are, are twenty bucks. I'll be like, oh, I'll buy five they or do six have sales. All yeah, in I'll this. buy like five or six more of them, and then that that'll be. Well, my if you're case. charging three, four thousand dollars to shoot a wedding, right? You can afford to spend a hundred dollars on cards for every wedding, right? Do you right. know what I mean? So it's it's the 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 having that, and I've seen, I saw him specifically go back to that, and I worked for him for a couple of years, go back to that twice. Wow. So I've got those cards. Those are my in-camera backups. And also kind of like a backup to the backup. Last resort, I've got everything I've shot for the last two or three months is sitting on those cards. Then when I get home at night from a wedding, that night, immediately, I download to my computer. And when I'm downloading to my computer from the wedding, I'm downloading to my computer and I'm downloading all the raws to a backup But drive. not just weddings. Do you back up all your jobs in the I same way? I back up way? everything that way. So I have, I have three hard drives in my computer and I have three external hard drives plugged into my computer. One of them is what I call the immediate backup. So when I download a wedding or anything like that, it goes straight to my computer and immediately backs up. As it's doing that, it also sends it into a folder in immediate backup. That's where all the raws go into a folder there. That's my immediate backup. So now while I'm working on that client, I've got everything in my computer and I've got the raws and the immediate backup. Now as soon as I process the stuff that's in my computer and turn it into JPEGs, I also back those JPEGs up into that folder in immediate backup. Okay, so now everything's duplicated in those two drives. That's where they stay. When I close out the client, I delete the RAWs off both of those. I take everything that's in my computer that's related to that client, and I save it to Archive 1, and I also save it to Archive 2. Then I delete it from my computer, and I delete it from the immediate backup drive. So I have two hard drives, Archive 1 and Archive 2, that contain all of my stuff that is done. I have one hard drive that contains backups of everything that is in process on my computer, and it's on my computer, and I have JPEG backups for the first month or so after an event on cards. That's uh, pretty extensive. And, <laughs> but wait. and there's more. One more thing. I have Carbonite, which I use to back up all my personal stuff, but just recently, because of that scare, I went ahead and said, Go ahead and start backing up my client folder too. But how long does that initial backup take with that? Well, it, it, it was it was pretty bad. It probably took two or three weeks to get for the initial oh. backup. But one of the things that I'll do with Carbonite is. But how um, much are you paying just for the personal use? Yes, thing? it's unlimited. It's like fifty bucks a month, fifty bucks a year. But see, I and hear. they haven't froze me out. They haven't shut me out. Now yet. that's the thing about. But the, here's the, the thing I do though. A lot of times before it ever gets around to backing up the raws from a wedding. I will have already processed them to JPEG, and so then I will go in and say, "Don't even back up the raw folder; just back up the JPEG folder." Uh, well, that's not, that's actually pretty cool if you do the JPEGs, because I can't imagine back, backing up raw files yeah. to the cloud. Because it's funny; it seems to it seems to hold off 
on the bigger folders till the very last. Like if you like, it will it will it will process folders that have JPEGs from a, multiple weddings. It will back those up online before it backs up the raw folder from the first wedding that it backed up JPEGs from. You would think it would go into a folder and it would just back up everything in it, and it doesn't. It seems to jump around. It seems to be like jump around. It seems, <laughs> it seems to be like you know. Okay, this folder's got thirty two gigs. No, I know that song. Okay, jump, so it seems jump. to be like you know, like this folder's got thirty two gig of files in it. So we're gonna wait on that one. We're gonna go find the folders a little bit smaller first. Huh. It seems to anyway. Well, I think that um, we've ha- I've known photographers before that use that personal account with Carbonite or other cloud backup services. Right. That. It says they're unlimited, but right. once you get a certain amount of data in there, they go, wait, 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 wait. Are you using it for professional purposes? If so, then they have professional backup accounts, which sucks for a couple of reasons. There's no such thing as an unlimited professional backup if you're a business. Right. And there's no such thing as that full speed. They throttle your upload speed so you don't even upload as fast as if you had a personal account. It's absolutely the, the, the worst deal going in, in securing your data and backing up your stuff. So to say F you to the cloud backup systems, which cloud backup in general isn't bad, but when the zombie apocalypse comes, I still need to be able to put my hands on my stuff. So, right. You know, when that happens. You put your hands on your stuff quite a bit, though, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I always make sure that my stuff is near enough to get my hands on. I mean, your wife had a baby, so for a while there, you were putting your hands on your stuff probably daily. Yeah, well, you know, when, I, when I'm working alone, <laughs> you sometimes yeah. I need to be able to get to my stuff. You have to be able to put your hands on your stuff. <laughs> so, um... What I do, I get back from like a wedding or a job, a big job, and I will burn a physical Blu-ray disc. I actually have a Blu-ray burner in my tower, Ooh. and I and I of just the raw tower. files, like untouched, unprocessed, whatever. Just burn them. And how I, long does that take? Uh, Ten minutes. Really? Yeah. For what are we talking about? Thirty gig? Oh, uh, you know, like yeah. What are they? Thirty-two? The Blu-ray yeah. disc or something like that? You can put thirty-two gigs on okay. Blu-ray disc, something like that. Um, depends on the, they have double layered or whatever. But so that's the first, and then I have a, like a you wouldn't believe it when you know those old like things you kept in your car, the CD holders with the, all the pages right. in them. <laughs> I have that with every wedding I've ever shot in them. Right. And then I uh, and that just sits on the floor under my desk at the office because I think if somebody runs in. And they smash the door open. They run in. They're going to want to get out quickly. So they'll take if there's a laptop or a camera. They might even take lighting equipment. Whatever they could just carry out real quick and get out of there before the, the alarm finishes going off and the cops show up. The, um, they're not going to go under the desk to get like a shitty 1994 right, right. like CD carry-all holder. Right. So that stuff is always, in my mind, safe. Just by if they're under the age of like 30, they probably won't even recognize they won't even it know for what it is. <laughs> they like, won't even know what that is. Are these like mini pizzas? Is that, that a Trapper Keeper? <laughs> I, I heard about it. They wouldn't know what a Trapper Keeper was either. Five star. Yeah, no, the five star Trapper Keepers. I, um, but that's my first. And then I have a, a RAID server and that is separate from my actual computer that I work on. So what I'm working on right now is in my main computer backup on the server that's like a raid whatever configuration and now i'm setting up thanks to my good buddy dave who always tunes in when we periscope broadcast and stuff um he is setting up for me it's called a synology drive and basically what it is is it's a network attached storage device that you can put whatever kind of hard drives you want in it and i have it at my house right right so um Basically, it's this thing that my computer at my office can back up to my the, the thing at my house over the internet. Right. So that I have essentially I have a cloud backup, an offsite backup. But you control the cloud. But the cloud is mine, and so and I think I paid about like five hundred dollars worth for the Synology drive and the hard drives that are inside of it or whatever. And it depends on how you want to set it up. But in addition to that, it, it's all accessible via the web anywhere, so you can get your files anywhere you are. 
and you, they even have apps for Android and iOS that I can log in and download files onto my phone, move stuff around, and I can set all the backups. It's absolutely awesome, and it, I paid five hundred dollars for the equipment one time, and that's right, and that's it. I'm big on one time because right. now, because it's become now no matter what you want to get now they want a monthly fee, right? You know, like you know, Microsoft Office for Christ's sake. Yes, and Photoshop now is a monthly fee. Everything they all want to hit you with the monthly fee. Monthly fees, and I just Netflix. I hate the monthly fee. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Netflix makes sense. Yeah, oh, you yeah. know, but the whole you know we want to sell you a piece of software, but instead of selling it to you, we're going to rent it to you. I'm actually a fan of the Photoshop thing, only because when a software has that high of an entry point, I think it makes it right. more accessible. And if I look at how much money I've spent buying versions of Photoshop over the years, I'm actually it's about the same dollar wise for me. You know, I um, think I actually did the math, and, and it's costing me a little bit more to do the monthly uh, than because you know I would just have to upgrade. At like it was like 150 bucks usually to upgrade your Photoshop, right? I, and that was like every two years. So nah, you're paying 19 bucks a month for Photoshop. That's a year. That's 200 bucks a year. You know, because I didn't always upgrade. You know, the minute right. that it came out, you know. But here's the other thing about that model that I always worry about, <clears throat> and that is that when you do produce a piece of software like a Photoshop or whatever. You now know you've got this huge base of people using your software. So you know... And most of them stealing it. You've got... Yes, and most of them stealing it. But you know that in order to get any more money out of them, you have to come up with a new version that has enough changes, enough progression, enough benefits that the guy who's using Photoshop 4 is willing to pay the money to upgrade to Photoshop 5. Right. Now, when you do the every month model that they're doing now, what they say is, the great thing about this is, is that we can push changes and improvements to the software. We can push it to you every month now. So instead of having to wait and then upgrade, you get any, as we do our changes and upgrade, you're going to get them. And that sounds great. However... Here's my worry. And I'm not saying Photoshop has done this. Here's my worry, though. When you're dealing with a piece of software like Photoshop that has no real competition, right, how hard do they have to work? How much money do they have to spend to improve that software when you're paying a monthly whether they improve it or not? I wouldn't honestly know because I don't know how Adobe works, although I find it to be worth it for my business. And it's a business expense. Oh, now I'm not. I'm not knocking Photoshop. I love Photoshop, and everybody uses Photoshop. But you see, my point is, right. it used to be it was like, oh, if you own Photoshop, they may not have to try as hard. Right. Anymore. If you own Photoshop, you're like, okay, listen, okay, we just released version four, so now we got to get to work on version five because otherwise, all these people who just paid us for version four, every two years, we need those people to pay us more money. So we've got to give them a reason to. Right. Is but it like if the you're doing old like car payments when you go to buy a new car, like don't look at the price, just look at the payments. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying they don't they don't have to do it because you're on the hook every month and you're paying that monthly. And so that they don't improve it, you're still paying the monthly. You're not going to leave Photoshop. You've got to have Photoshop. Let me take you back to what you said about there's no competition for Photoshop. Right. Mainly no, but there's a really cool program that just, I think, just came out of beta. And it's right now, it's Mac only, uh, but it's called Affinity Photo. Okay. And it's basically, from what I can see, and I was part of the beta, it does just about everything that Photoshop does really, really well. It's laid out extremely similar. And I think the price point they were talking about was like 50 bucks. Nice. One time. Nice. I think the biggest problem with trying to compete against um, Photoshop is you've got two hurdles to overcome. One is that there is just so many, so, there are so many tutorials online for Photoshop. So if you have Photoshop and you want to learn how to do whatever, you can go find somebody online that'll teach you how to do it. And two is the actions. There are so many actions available for Photoshop that you can get online. Because like I, I didn't use Photoshop in the very beginning. I don't know what I used. It wasn't Corel Paint. It was 
Photo Pro or, or Paint Pro or something. And I was constantly, you know, frustrated by the fact that I wanted to learn how to do something that I need to do. And there were tons of tutorials and actions for Photoshop users, but there was nothing for me. And that was when I switched to Photoshop. So I think, I think it's almost insurmountable at this point for anyone to really knock Photoshop off the top. It's like, for example, like in uh, your average business, like big business, everybody is obviously they're using Windows and, and Microsoft products and server editions. Like you don't go into you know, General Motors or one of these big companies that has thousands and thousands and thousands of employees or General Electric or, you know, and they're not all on Macs. You know what I mean? Right. Like the the platform, it's even though that some people would argue that Apple's whatever is superior, you can, I don't know, but like they got there so hard and so big so quickly right. and they were so encompassed the, the market for that. For like, like Google or Facebook. Like, yeah, exactly. Like who is going to, who's going to take out Right, Google at this point. Right, like I re- do. You remember the first social media networking things that there were out there, like MySpace. Friendster and Live right. Journal, and then MySpace. MySpace, and every one of them just got kicked off and kicked off. I mean, and until and, fa- and Facebook seems to have the longevity, although I think younger people aren't using it as much. No, no, but you know, I read an interesting thing about that. They said that um, younger people aren't using Facebook the way that the way that it's supposed to be used. However, they all have Facebook accounts. And they said this is actually good for Facebook. They said because they view Facebook like an internet connection. They're like, I may not be on Facebook, but I have to have a Facebook account. They, Facebook is becoming ingrained into the whole experience of if I use the internet, Facebook, I have to have a Facebook account. It's just like they're connected. Like yeah. saying I have to use Google. They're connected. People are seeing Facebook as simply part of being online. Well, knock it if you want, but for a lot of people it is the first place they hear about things. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's like when a celebrity dies. Absolutely. Or when there's a, when that's where I get a lot news, of my news. Or when there's some horrible event, a flood or a hurricane or yeah. something like that. That's where I see things a lot of times for the first time on Facebook. Right. I'm connecting with my clients constantly. I get messages oh, yeah. from people like, hey, I want to get my headshots done or whatever, and that happens all the time. But I would say, Derek, you're probably on the beginning cusp of the next generation. You're young. Yeah. You're young. Kind of, yeah. You're small. <laughs> You're like a, you're like I'm a young. I'm still person. growing. <laughs> so what's your experience? What's your what's your experience? Uh, you know, with with your peers and stuff. What are people using? Uh, are you seeing a shift at all? Or yeah, I'm definitely seeing a shift. A lot of uh, ooh ooh um, what's it called? Snapchat. Oh right. my gosh, I don't I don't really understand it. How you can have a conversation with just like video clips back and forth with people, and then a lot of I work. I'm a server part time, so I I work with a lot of people who are younger than I. And they get a lot of their news. They're talking this and that. I'm like, I know you don't watch the news. And like, oh, Facebook, Facebook. I'm like, how? It, it seems almost a little ignorant to me that everybody's getting their news from Facebook. But I, I guess that's that's what they're doing. Well, it's an outlet. It's like, a, yeah. you know, you can say that because it's not a traditional way of getting your news, so mm-hmm. to speak. But that's how people find out. I still, I mean, I still go to, like in the morning I get to the studio. The first thing I do is I open up Facebook. I check on the podcast stats, and my third window I open is like BBC News, CNN, whatever, and then I go see what's going on, world yeah. events, local news, all that stuff. And But at the same time, I still get a lot of stuff first. On yeah, Facebook. absolutely. You know what I like, and no one no one does it but me, and I think it's my, my peer group, is my age group, it just didn't, didn't get into it, and that's Twitter. I love Twitter, but no one has, no one's on Twitter. It's no one, no one I know is on Twitter. Celebrities, yeah. yeah well, no, there's uh, the, the funniest people on the planet are on Twitter. I follow people on t- on Twitter who I don't know, and they just—it's unbelievably funny the stuff that they tweet. And I love Twitter, and everyone, and you, you know, and watch news, watch the news, watch anything. It's always their Twitter handle. 
the Twitter handle is always what they put put, put up as people's Twitter handle, and yet no one I know is on Twitter. Yeah, but that's because you're like old. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. You know, <laughs> my generation doesn't really get Twitter. I guess maybe younger people. You know, it's not even my too. All my friends that uh, when I remember when Twitter first came out, I was watch. I was still. This was probably two thousand and six, two thousand seven, and maybe Twitter was pretty close to brand new. It was around there. It may not be accurate on the year there, but. Um, and I think I was one of like the first fifty thousand Twitter users. Like, wow. I was like that's how soon I heard it. And I was on it, right. And I was on it really early on and I remember telling my friends about it. We were out of the bars like, Oh, this thing called Twitter, it's really cool, you gotta check it out and they're all like that sounds dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And even still to this day, my friends aren't, I have, like, I don't even use, I have it, but it's connected to my other social media. So when I post there, it automatically posts Twitter, stuff like that. But, um, so many people are using it. Um, but I don't, I, I think that it's a, it's a younger generation. I think it's Tumblr and Twitter and, uh, and Snapchat. And LinkedIn Instagram. is actually seeming pretty popular. It's seeming like it's getting well, I really oversaturated. En- with- I really enjoyed Twitter, uh, at Imaging USA this last year right. the, the ability to go and be and say like okay i'm just going to hashtag everything here that i do i'm going to hashtag at imaging usa and then follow that hashtag and it was great because mm-hmm. then while at imaging usa i was able to see the, see tweets from all these people i didn't know but they were all there and sharing the same experience i was sharing that's yeah. the idea and that's what i really like and that's what i really like about well, twitter. instagram adopted that now facebook's adopted it. it has it has outgrown twitter just the hashtag thing all right. on its own but it is a really cool idea and it's funny i i used to teach um a social media marketing class for photographers and one of the things you try to get um, the previous generation um, pre-internet generation to try to understand is one of my questions I got asked every time was what's a hashtag and I go <laughs> oh man <laughs> like okay um, it, the way I explain it is like it's like let's say that you, there's a bucket and if you hashtag something that picture or message it goes in that bucket but if Ray does it too and he hashtags it goes in the same bucket no matter where you are in the world no matter if you know each other or not when you hashtag something it all goes in that bucket and so if you search a hashtag you basically get to see everything everybody all over has put in that bucket right and it kind of but it also has become sort of an ironic postscript yeah. you know and so it's really yeah because I'll hashtag the things that are not legitimate hashtag. I love it when you create a hashtag that's not a real hashtag because you think it's funny and then you marks. find 10 or 12 other people have used the exact same hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag, this is not a real hashtag. Yeah, and then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, then, and then you find other people who come up with the same stupid, ironic yeah. phrase that you've come up with. Have you seen um, on Netflix the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No, I saw like the first episode. It's a really funny show. I would definitely, but there's a, there's a bit about hashtags where she's basically been cut off from the world starting in like the mid-90s and suddenly comes back in the world, doesn't know about the internet or cell phones or anything. And so she calls, she says hash brown instead of hashtag. It's like it's an interesting story. Hash brown. You know the girl who plays Kimmy Smith? Yeah, I, um, I forget her name, but yeah, she, she was, was in college. Office. I think when she was in college, her Ellie something. Yeah, her drama coach was John Hamm from Mad Men. Really? He was her he was her teacher in school. Yeah. Really? Because I I would say I, I mean I'm a fan of of John Hamm's work, but I would say that. I, I don't know. I just his range is not impressive. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's a teacher. You don't have to have great range to be a teacher. I get. Yeah, that's true. Those who cannot uh, yeah, teach. Those can- so I think we're just about out of time. <laughs> All right. Uh, be sure and check us out online. You can go to photobombpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find Gary's website at Hughes. Fioretti.com. Nice job. You can find me at BooRayPerry.com. You can find Derek, who uh, has quietly been sitting in on this episode, <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> you can find Derek on uh, Twitter and on Instagram, etc. too. He doesn't have a website yep. yet, but he will one day. When you he can becomes- just hashtag fro. Bro, that's his big giant afro, and uh, it is really, really a sight to behold. And uh, that's it for us this week. We'll talk to you next time. Take See care. See you later. 